Jason here as always with Dale. Today we're going to be kind of doing a uh, little BS episode for you. We got some news, we got some recent watches, and some other fun stuff for you. So uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and get started here. Uh, how's it going, Dale? You doing all right? Yeah, hey, I'm doing fine, man. I'm just uh, trying to forget my school work here for a couple of days during the weekend here. So yep. I'm uh, regular old fucking bullshit uh, for you. Yeah, so I'm just enjoying some. Some beers. Yeah, I understand that. Eight percent beer. Heck yeah. Uh, what is that? What kind of beer is that? Oh, I gotta dig it out of the trash here. Hold on one second. Let's see. No, uh, what is it? Uh, Hurricane High Gravity, eight point one percent alcohol. Twenty-five ounces, category five. Uh, that, that actually oh, yeah. hits me fairly, fairly fast. It's Ice House Edge, 8%. I keep telling okay. myself I'm trying to drink less beer, but trying to get the same effect. But I'm drinking this sure. huge goddamn things of beer, and I know it's not helping me any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, I, of course, I chase it down with whiskey, which I'm on now. Yeah, that always helps. Oh man! Uh, well, uh, so have you have you seen anything cool lately <laughs> that you want to talk about? Uh, let's see. What did I watch? I just finished watching Snake Eyes, which uh, uh, yeah. I really enjoyed. Nicolas Cage was cranked up to eleven the whole time yeah. uh, for no reason, absolutely no reason. He should have been in this, but it was great as he always is. Like Jason East was very subdued, like he usually is in everything he does. And it was a nice uh, contrast between those two. But then you had uh, Carlo Gugino's, or whatever the fuck her name is, her, her titties, and that, yeah, was, that rounded it all out. That's good, yeah. It was it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I'd never seen it before, so uh, it was nice uh, watching something from the 90s. I guess that's the 90s, or early 2000s that I've never watched. <coughs> yeah, I think uh, maybe 90, 97, 98. That's right. That's 98, because that butthole from that 98 Godzilla is in there. Okay. I recognize him. Uh, uh, 8mm is what I'm thinking about. That's like 2000, 2001. Yeah. But uh, I was, I think I was working in the theater right at the time. Like I started working in theaters for the first time when Snake Eyes was out. And uh, I wish I'd had the appreciation and stuff like that then that I do now. Yeah, me too. Uh, no, Lethal Weapon 4 came out around that time as well. 
And it's not a great movie by any means, but it's better than a lot of the shit that's come out since. Wait, this yeah. weapon what? Four? Four. Yeah, the fourth one. Okay, about yeah. 98. Um, what else did I watch? Last time I watched Undefeatable for the third time. <laughs> uh, which, if nobody has ever seen that, with Cynthia Rothrock, they are doing themselves a disservice. It's free on YouTube. It is fun as hell. It has a, uh, a serial killer in there who's gone full retard. And he collects oh, yeah. eyeballs. Uh, oh, he's awesome. He really is awesome. Uh, the final fight's awesome, too. But, uh... Also, watch... Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I think you went through with that. There's a vampire movie. That you, you gave me the title earlier. I've already forgotten that. Is it We Are What We Are? Is that the right title? I, I guess that's it. Uh... Oh, we'll go with that for right now. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, with the four vampires living together. The four very yeah. different vampires living together. And right. uh, that is a much more enjoyable movie than I expected. Uh, I'm really <sighs> liking it. Yeah, I've had that on my list uh, to watch again. I enjoyed it so much the first time. It's. I always say, you know, horror comedy is really, really hard to do. You know, to do to do well. And I think they, they really do a great job. It's uh, it's like Australian or from New Zealand or something like it's that. New Zealand. New Zealand. Yeah. And, I know uh, the Aussies yeah, would get surprising. pissed off at me for saying that, but uh, I, I kind of lumped them into the same group in my head for some reason. But, <laughs> but, uh, uh, it was really yeah, original. I enjoyed that. It was. It was. It was, it was, it was fun, too. Uh you know, none of it seemed forced, I guess. Or at least not much of it did, which a lot of the comedy today does to me. Um, what else did I watch? I watched Batman v Superman, which I don't think we've talked about on here. I don't think so. And, uh, and uh, I liked it better than I thought I would because I had no expectations, so good expectations of it. Right. Um... Uh, I've explained it to you, I guess. Ben Affleck, I thought, was a great Batman. Uh, I like yeah. the way he was as Bruce Wayne as, and as Batman. And I like his suit. I like his suit a lot. Uh, his yeah. Batmobile, all that. All that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, was it Jer- Jeremy Irons or whatever as uh, Alfred? He was oh, good, yeah. too. Uh, there were parts that were stupid. Like, uh, Lex Luthor was insanely stupid. He shouldn't... Have, they should have never put that butthole in there, ever. Uh, he sucked. Um, yeah, Michael Sarah, man. He, he's not that much fun at all. Yeah, Michael Sarah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. I just... He was... Dude, he's like trying to look menacing, and he didn't at all. And like Holly Hunter was trying to seem like she was scared of him, and doing one part oh, yeah. of it, he didn't. He looked like some, he looked like the kind of butthole who would come up to you and be like, "I suffer from Aspergers," and then describe how they <laughs> suffer from Aspergers, and you just want to, you know, mash their face in, you know, right. or play doh. Like, 
give them something real to have a problem with instead of self-diagnosing themselves, sitting on wet and be overnight and be like, oh, I have all this yeah. shit. I shit my pants. I have Crohn's disease. So sure. you shit your pants as you're a turd. Uh, anyway, uh, I didn't mind the Wonder Woman stuff at all. I kind of thought that was neat. Uh, Superman, the Superman stuff was better to me than it ever was in Man of Steel, which I still don't like at all. Right. Uh, me either. Uh, Doomsday started morphing into more like what he was in the comics, but I, I don't know. It was too much crammed into one movie. I have issues with it, but I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Uh, I did not hate it like a lot of people did. Uh, yeah, well, that's my biggest complaint is uh, it, it did seem forced, a lot of it. The uh, Yeah, uh, yeah. It, you know, there's a huge uh, director's cut that's like, uh, I don't know, like 45 minutes, an hour longer, whatever. Yeah, and, I, I mean, it really that. needed to be, you know, three movies. It needed to be three movies before Doomsday came out. Like, you don't, you don't, you know, shit to bed the minute, you know, you start the series. I mean, let's let's let no, this thing run a little bit right. before Doomsday comes out. But I just feel like they were trying to compete with Marvel so hard. Um, Dude, they were trying to catch up with them. You're, you're dead right yeah. on that. Um, I, I loved all of the Batman stuff. I don't really have a problem with any of it, to tell you the truth. I, I loved it. Dude, I thought they handled it all really well. The was awesome. The fact they had no problem with it was awesome for me. Uh, the, the, the thing I thought was weird, you remember that flashback um, with, uh, I believe it was the Flash? Yes, that was weird. That was See, I, I'm guessing that there's something left on the cutting room floor there that we're not aware of, but yeah. I, I just thought it was fucking bizarre and out of place. But um, what we got, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, uh, um, I don't like the Superman. I don't like the guy playing Superman. I don't like any of the Superman stuff going on. I hated Man of Steel, um, and yeah, I feel I the same too. way about this this same guy. I just I don't like him. Um, I don't really care that he's dead, and that's that's not the way you should feel about fucking Superman, you know? Uh, you um, know, I kept thinking so, about the... You're the one who gave me the comic to that. You know, when that came a, out back in 94? Yeah, you gave me yeah. that. I still have it somewhere. Um, his death and all that. And you could see some of that in, yeah. in the movie. But you could right. see some of Dark Knight Returns in the movie. Yeah. Uh, because after I watched that, I watched the Dark Knight Returns two-part animated uh, movie, which I really enjoyed. Joker was awesome, and I love how they portrayed him as like an effeminate older man, and then yeah. he's obsessed with Batman, and Batman's, of course, obsessed with him, but he's tired of his shit at this point. Uh, that was awesome. But it was interesting seeing the parallels, watching them back-to-back. Yeah, that um, sounds really cool. I need to watch that again, too. Yeah, it, it was. it's good stuff. Uh, all that is on uh, HBO Go right now. A lot of Batman right. stuff is on there. Even but, the... Uh, uh, did you ever watch the... Uh, oh, shit, the new one. Um, Killing Joke? The Killing Joke, yeah. Uh, I still need to watch that. I read the comic, but I still need to watch the cartoon. I needed to take a break from superhero stuff that I was watching yeah. so much at one time. Yeah. 
Um, You've been doing what I've been doing for like the past two years. I haven't seen anything in like a while. Um, I watched, you know, uh, Batman vs. Superman. It's about the only thing I've seen in quite a while. I started watching uh, uh, Captain American Civil War today. It's pretty good. I just Uh, watched the opening, like the first, like, 20 minutes, that action scene. It was fucking awesome so far, dude. I'm on board so far. It was awesome. The Captain America movies, to me, are the best of the new Marvel things. I mean, regarding an ongoing series so far, Avengers has not been that great to me. And Thor, I've only watched the first one. I never watched Dark World. Uh, Me either. I never had any... I never really cared to watch it. Uh, uh, I, uh, but, yeah, I've seen the first Thor. Um, I haven't seen Thor 2. I've seen the first Avengers. I've seen the first two Captain Americas so far. Um, I really like that that series, which is... I was thinking today, it's so funny, because like when I was reading comics back in the you know 90s, like Captain America was kind of a a joke, you know, kind of a... You know, oh, you're reading Captain America? You know, that's for pussies. You need to read Spawn, you know, or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And now, like, Captain America is, like, the, the go-to superhero for everybody, which is just kind of funny to me, you know. It's kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, kind of uh, kind of nerdy, you know, to be into Captain America. It's interesting how things change. <clears throat> and that's yeah. actually going to lead me into the documentaries I've been watching. And I know you've watched a few as well. I think oh, we need yeah. to address those. Those will be a good thing to hinge this uh, show on, actually, as the documentaries are actually available right now on uh, Amazon Prime or Netflix. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, no, just to finish up with Batman versus Superman, I did like quite a bit of it. Uh, I think it should have ended. The first episode, the first movie should have ended with Batman and, Super- and Superman fighting. You know, they fall, yeah. and they never, didn't know how it would end. The second one would pick right. up on that, you know, and then maybe yeah. Wonder Woman totally. would be introduced. But she's just, she's just thrown in there, man. They could have not had her in there. Uh, exactly. I, I agree, man. But it was only, they're, they're fucking gearing up for this Justice League movie, you know? Yeah, they, they really are. And uh, uh, it's just, it's too forced. I mean, I get it's it. Detrimental. You know, I guess you're, you're trying to get on board before it's not cool anymore. I guess I don't know, but I mean they're just they're forcing it too much. Um, I like what they're doing with her, and I'm actually curious how the Wonder Woman movies going to end up because I like the idea of her being around in World War One. I. I think that's really cool. You don't see enough of that. There's not enough yeah. World War One stuff out there right now. It's just, Considering we're living in the uh, centennial of it, uh, that's true. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think people give that enough uh, respect either. Every butthole sitting around there doing nothing right now uh, needs to remember how many people fucking died in that war, and it led to the world we have today. Uh, otherwise, Germany would have. Hey, goddamn it! I don't need to get into that. Uh, Anyway, uh, going <laughs> to the documentaries. Sorry, I'm used to it. Uh, no, 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 that's fine. It's, it's all good, man. I spend the next 30 minutes going on about how people don't respect history. 
But uh, other documentaries, man. Uh, I don't know which ones you watch. Did you watch the? You watched the one on Image, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the one I watched. And, uh, did you watch the one on Fantastic Four? Yeah, I did. I did, dude. Okay, so you've seen that, yeah. All right, good. Uh, but you, this one on Netflix that I think you'll enjoy called the the Lovers and the Despot. About, that's right. You uh, talking about it? Yeah. I watched that, man. That was very, very interesting. We'll go into that. Um, well, I guess we'll start with the image one, since you just mentioned Captain America. Uh, that image documentary was very enlightening, helping me understand what was going on at that time when I was getting into comics. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, I loved it. it. It brought back so many great memories. It, it really did, man. It really did. Uh, like seeing all those guys being all young, you know, and like dressing like they're yeah. in the 90s. Uh, oh, yeah, like man. Tight denim jeans so on and shit. Everything yeah. denim. Like they traded out flannel from the 80s denim in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Man, it was, uh, it was interesting. Uh, yeah, seeing everybody who was involved with the founding of Image. Because I really only knew about Jim Lee, uh, McFarlane, and uh, Lightfeld. Right. Uh, that's all I knew about. I didn't realize the others were involved in there. The guy who do a Savage Dragon, uh, he was complacent yeah. with just doing Savage Dragon, which is cool, you know. Uh, McFarlane has a hard on for hating DC and Marvel, which is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and it is. And he's the only one from Image who never went back to work for them. Yeah. Uh, but, of, of course, Marvel went through bankruptcy at that time and had right. to restructure completely and came out on top. Uh, yeah. I, I don't I don't know. It, it, was, it was interesting. It was cool, though. You know, they all had sort of butting heads, which was going to happen. You know, after you have such a huge, explosive beginning like that, which was right. amazing seeing how many comics they were selling. It really um, is. And then it how just many, how, how, many how, how many new properties they made that were great, you know? Yeah, they had their because, own great ideas. I mean, they're competing with Marvel and DC, who's got shit that's 50, 60 years old at that point, you know? It's It's crazy. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Um, yeah, it was it was really interesting. I never thought of the '90s as being like a uh, game changer, yeah. you know, for for anything like that. But it it obviously was. Well, it, it's, um, it, it's so it was so important to me, man, because I was an image dude, like. I was the young, you know, I was just getting into comics really hard. Image was the the new shit, you know, the new big thing, and I bought in hard, you know. Like, I was all about Image. I said, fuck everybody else. I'm all about Image. Uh, Wildcats, Youngblood, Spawn, you know. I'm all about all that shit. um, Fucking Cyber Force. Cyber Force, Gen 13 came out, and, uh... Oh, goddamn. Uh, Savage Dragon, stuff like that, you know. A bunch of stuff was coming out, you know. Uh, was it Savage Dragon, another company, though? It wasn't. Was it actually under the Image label? 
It, I think it was. It actually was. I mean, maybe, it, maybe it wasn't. Uh, it it was, was uh, the interview the guy who was in there. Yeah, I remember the guy was interviewed, but was it a... Uh, I'm trying to think of the company name. Like Naughty Dog or some shit like that? Uh, I, I, the only other one I know of is Top Cow, and that wasn't him. Top Cow, okay, that wasn't him. Okay, okay, I got you. But you also had other non-image stuff like uh, the Max. The Max was big at that time as well. Yeah. Because I remember that, that raised a stink with people seeing that being sold at grocery stores to kids. The parents were flipping out about it because it was... The Max is such a weird comic. It, it was so, like, definitive of that period of time, though. It, it, it was so awesome. It really was. Like, like I, I, I read that and then I watched the show on MTV. I need to find that show. I watched a little bit of it. I need to find it so I can, you know, really get into it now that I'm older. It was, uh, I don't know. It was just so. It was just so fucking weird, you know, and yeah. definitive of. I don't know. I guess just just being weird, you know, you know, was enough to get it on the air. Oh, yeah. Being different from what had come before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was never a huge fan, but I still read it and watched it, you know, but I didn't really know what I was watching. You just knew it was different from what you had seen. Yeah, exactly. You know? That, before, that like, kind of describes my personality, you know? <laughs> I'm, like, I crave that kind of shit. Well, it's interesting. Like, you and I were, we watched all the old, older Saturday morning cartoons. And there yeah. were a lot of the the more safer ones, I guess, like Garfield, Smurfs, and all that. But you also had stuff like Pirates of Dark Water. Um, right. Which was a little bit different. And then as you get older, MTV starts showing more adult cartoons like Ren and Stimpy, uh, which moved to Nickelodeon, and then uh, Beavis and Butthead. And the Max and Aeon Flux and uh, oh, Liquid TV. Let's just say Liquid TV. Oh, man. Um, God, that was a shit. Yeah, that shit, it, it was really funny, man. Like, my parents didn't really want me watching Liquid TV. But right. I can't tell you how many times I walked into the den to go to the kitchen to get some fucking water, and Dad was watching Liquid TV. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, it, Dude, it was really funny. <laughs> Uh, you know, that was where Beavis and Butthead started. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think what that age were we? Eleven, twelve, thirteen, Yeah, around in there. Beavis and Butthead got their own show around 93. So I'd be around probably 12. 11 to 12. Man, I love liquid television. Like, I remember Eon Flux. Do you remember watching that? I remember seeing some of it because, again, it was so different from anything I'd seen. Yeah. I just love the artwork, you know. Exactly. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. It was neat to look at. Yeah. Um. But, no, that documentary is awesome. Anybody our age who has any fond memories of all that, Needs to watch that image documentary. Oh, dude. It's a yeah, really it cool again. microcosm of that. Um, and you find out just how uh, 
how headstrong Tom McFarlane is. I've heard right. he could be a bit of a butthole, but uh, I respect the fact that he pretty much created, uh, you know, he, he changed the way action figures are made, single-handedly almost. Him and, uh, I guess, Greg Capullo, who was another illustrator. Uh, but, I mean, the, he had a lot to do with the big changes that came about in the 90s. Um, right. But uh, I felt uh, I, it was interesting because you mentioned Captain America, and he came back and did Captain America for uh, Marvel. Oh, yeah. And uh, I've never been a huge fan of his because he gives his superheroes retardedly big chest and tiny yeah. waist and everything. I never liked his art. Yeah. And some other people since have, have brought it to life to me that he never could draw feet on that well. And it is true. It's very interesting. <laughs> I, I never... I, I enjoyed his enthusiasm in the show, though. I don't hate the guy by any means. He created Deadpool. But... Uh, I, I never could get it to his art. Like, I like Jim Lee's. Jim Lee, I think, was the best one. But McFarlane probably right after that to me. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. There was there were some great people out there then. And that's just cool. I mean, it's more than image. It's, it shows you the state of comics at that time and how pop culture was changing from what it had been like right. in the 80s. Right. Well, do you want to talk about uh, Doomed a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to get to that, man. That that, that leads right into the comic book thing. Um, Yeah, uh, Yeah, you go ahead and introduce uh, that, and I'm going to talk a lot. Okay. Yeah, we got... uh, And what is this... uh, What what company is this that uh, Corman's using these days? Is it uh, New Horizons? I don't know if he's still using that now. He was then. No, he no, had, for, uh, for Doomed. Or I for, think it uh, was New Horizons. For, for Before Fantastic that, was New World. World. New World, that's New World right, he that's had right. in the 80s. And now I think New Horizons is what he had in 93 or 94 when, when, that came, when that was supposed to come out. Yep, so uh, <laughs> for some fucking wild reason, which, I mean... I think they kind of explained throughout the movie. Uh, Roger Corman gets a hold of the Fantastic Four property to make a standalone Fantastic Four movie. And this is, you know, back in the day before there were comic book movies, you know, as we know them today. You know, multi-million dollar. I mean, this was, you know, a fairly low budget, or a, you know, a very, a very low budget film for that time to come out. A million dollars. And, uh, how much? One million. That was a budget. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah. But still a big budget for a Roger Corbin movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, dude, I remember this. Like, I was a big Fantastic Four fan when this was being made. And I remember seeing it in, uh, like, Wizard and stuff. Dude. Um, and, and, you know, just having a huge art on for it. Like I was ready. Like I would have, I would have seen this shit regardless of how bad it was. First place I heard of it was still uh, Film Threat Magazine, 
and I picked up the magazine when they were talking about Carnosaur back in '93. They had a magazine right. about Carnosaur, and it was shitting all over Jurassic Park. And, right. And Saint Carnosaur was awesome, and uh, Hard Target. I agree with them on Hard Target, but not Carnosaur at all. Um, and they talked about the Godzilla films that I never even. I never even knew they were still making them in the 90s. And then they talked right. about Fantastic Four, briefly. And the guy who was, I guess, the uh, editor of Film uh, Threat, this guy, who, he was the only press guy who was on the set of Fantastic Four. Right. And he's interviewed in the documentary. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, it's an interesting story in and of itself. Yeah, you know that, that, that may be where I read it was actually your your copy of Film Threat. That may be what I'm thinking of. It may be, um, as I know, I was like solely a Wizard guy myself. So I, you know, I had a subscription to Wizard. So that was um, the, if you were a comic book fan, that was a magazine to get at that time. Oh man, I loved it. I did too. But uh, yeah, I was ready for this movie. Know, and it never came out, never got released, and you know they give oh. us some reasons why. You know, it was it was released so. Uh, oh shit! What did they say? Like so, they they won't try to make another one or something like that. I think it was released so they could keep the uh, the rights to it for some reason. Like somebody could. Right. They didn't. And, right. And the thing that was so sad, and they even explained it at the end of the documentary, they didn't even need to make the movie. They could have just started on it and said that, well, okay, fuck it, that failed. And they still would have had right. the rights. That's all they had to do. But they went through and made the entire thing. Um, and after seeing stuff in a film thread about it, I didn't see anything else until I started seeing her, like um, ads for bootleg VHS copies of it. Years oh, later. really? Probably in the late 90s and some of those trade oh, wow. newspapers you could get later. Yeah. Because I was wondering what happened to it as well. But I, I say this was about 98, 99 when I started to see this. But it, it was a German company as well. New Constantine, I think is what it was. The Constantine Films. They okay. could also put money forward. Because they said that, like, Corman put put uh, $750,000 to right. it, and then New Constantine put the other, uh, the rest of it, I guess, towards it. And then Corman ended up getting a check for it, uh, even though it was never released. And it was sad uh, also because the people involved in it started doing like promotional stuff for it, and malls right. and stuff like that, and conventions, and then were told to cease and desist. Um, they got the shaft on that. I mean, why waste their time on that? It's really fucked up, man. It is, because I know as actors, <clears throat> they would like copies of this to use uh, for the resume. Right. Um, I don't know. It was cool how they got interviews with newly, I guess, all the cast members. Um... Uh, and then some of the uh, crew as well. Yeah. Well, the guy that played uh, Dr. Doom, man. He was awesome. I, I really felt sorry for that guy. You know, he really worked. He really put his heart and soul into that character. 
And he did. And I really want to see the movie just on his, you know, just on his portrayal of Doom. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. That the way they, you know, they did him like that. That, you know, it's the same thing that Sony is doing with this Spider-Man. But it's just so they won't lose the rights. You know, they they remade those, yeah. uh, was it two or three films with that Garfield fellow? They did that. Well, they also did it with Fantastic Four themselves. That's why they wrote well, yeah. this last one in a production. <clears throat> right. Um, I don't know why, because they haven't done shit with it. What or we'll take it back and do something. What the fuck with it? Because you obviously don't know what the hell to do. But Sony is a shitty company right now. <clears throat> well, isn't that what uh, Marvel is doing with Spider-Man? Yeah, they they worked out something to get Spider-Man in uh, Civil War, which is cool. I like what they did with Spider-Man, and he's one of the highlights. Yeah, but uh, I've yet to finish it. But... Yeah, I've seen the you know I've yeah. seen the the scene you're talking about. Yeah, where he pops in there. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know, man. It's just kind of bullshit. But I guess just uh, the way the industry was at the time, just really uh, it, it it was so, it was so different. In, in that, you know, they didn't think that uh, a big-budget comic book movie could work. But, you know, it seems so crazy to say now, you know, when we're, you know, what, 15 years past when, you know, the first Iron Man came out or whatever. I mean, even the I mean, first Iron Man movie. Well, what was that, 2000 or some shit? You know, I mean. Yeah, right around then, yeah. And, you know, that was a, that was a pretty big deal. What? It's interesting to me. They don't think these properties could could make any money, and then they hijack it when they do try to do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, they did that repeatedly. He-Man, you know, granted, Cannon did He-Man, but, uh, yeah. you know, He-Man he wasn't a comic either, but they didn't know what they had with him. Punisher, right. the first Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. I enjoy it, but they didn't know what they had with it. Um, and it was fantastic for and even in, even the first spawn, uh, <clears throat> the first spawn should have been written differently because if they couldn't afford to actually animate male bullshit into looking like something besides shit, uh, they should never put them in there. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we did a whole commentary on that. So. That makes me angry. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if you're listening to this, yeah. go check out our, our Spawn commentary. You'll get our full uh, opinions on that movie. I'm not a fan. But, uh, yeah, like, I mean, all they had to base their, their opinions on was, what, Punisher? Um, what else was there? It was Punisher. There was another Marvel movie. I can't remember. But it wasn't well-received. So they weren't willing to stick a whole, you know, a whole lot of money into comic book movies. They had done... Spider-Man stuff before them. And, of course, you had the Incredible Hulk, the TV series. Yeah. yeah. But it was that Spider-Man stuff that had that uh, uh, Thor in it, who was a surfer dude, apparently. They just weren't willing to actually 
say, okay, this is a comparable property. Let's just go along with them. Yeah. But Fantastic Four, though, oddly enough, they did. They, right. That's like a very comic book film. You know, on the heels of uh, Batman and Batman Returns at that point. It showed that it could work. So that's something we yeah. need to get a hold of and watch. The Thor. Yeah, and the original. Thor, is that what you're talking about? Uh, well, no, no, no. The, the Spider-Man movie that had Thor in there. Oh, yeah. From Nelson in the 90s, too, right? Yeah, yeah. I, either that or the late 80s. It may be in the late 80s. I've heard that's a piece of shit, too. Yeah. That's what it looks like. <laughs> it may be worth checking out, though, for us. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just unfortunate. The way they, you know, paraded that thing around. Yeah. You know, they could have said, you know, well, I guess by giving it to Roger Corman, they were, they were saying, you know, make a shit movie. So we could say we made one and move on, you know? Yeah. That's all they were doing. I mean, a million dollars, even back then, was, was a shit budget for a movie, you know? That, yeah, 94, man, you're looking at Jurassic Park, which had a pretty big budget at that time. Much, much more than that. A million dollars. That was like over yeah. 100 million, right? I don't think it was that much at that point. I think it was like 60 something. I might be wrong, though. Okay, yeah, but still, I mean, that's a million dollars in nineteen ninety three, ninety four, is something. Uh, and they were talking about the places they were filming. Like they were filming in a little barn that had been uh, condemned. They said there were rats everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was really interesting. I love, absolutely love that kind of filmmaking. Because if you make yeah, a film too. and stuff like that and try your best in it, it may not be a great film, but I will certainly appreciate that, and I'll probably enjoy it more. I love watching yeah. films that end up transcending themselves. You know, while but, we're talking uh, about this, we need to talk about mm-hmm. that damn uh, Nick Cage Superman movie at some point, because we both watched yeah, that, we do. that uh, documentary on that, but we can talk about that at a later time. Yeah. I was just thinking we... Uh, all these, uh, you know, all these documentaries, man, they're so great. They're, you know, they open our eyes to what actually happened on this shit. Those documentaries, I think I explained, I, I, I talked to you about that a while ago, that I don't see these documentaries even being made 10, 15 years ago. No. And now we're seeing these documentaries of these, like, really, like, uh, genre kind of things. That yeah. only a select few would like, and I, I love this stuff. Well, that that Superman documentary is on uh, Showtime, or it was. Oh, damn! <laughs> if it's not now, like that's why I was like pissed off that I bought it for you know so much money to get it on Blu-ray. I paid like forty bucks for that fucking Blu-ray, wow. just because I wanted to see it so badly. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure Kevin Smith like that got like streaming. Kevin Smith probably got 25 of that himself, like, directly into his pocket. Piece of shit. You know, fund his, his newest movie with his daughter or whatever? No, 
No, because he he only funds his movies off of Kickstarter. That's right. He gets his fans to fund his movie, and he makes all the money off of it. Um, but anyway, Those you want to talk about that that uh, that last uh, documentary you saw? The, yeah. Uh, yeah, that one's on Netflix. The Lovers in a Desperate, I think it is, about yeah, Kim Jong Il. Yeah, that's right. Man, it 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 illuminated a lot more of that to me because. You know, I know that he had kidnapped the woman who turned out to be a pretty big South Korean actress. Uh, she was married to this director. And so he kind of uh, made it to where the director, to ensure that she was safe, directed movies for him to make the North oh, Korean yeah. film uh, industry better than it was because it was shit before. And he knew that. Kim Jong Gil was a big fan of. Hollywood and movies and stuff like that. Um, but it was more than that, man. He did this for years. That director apparently was in one of the concentration camps there for four years before he managed to convince him that he had been brainwashed and they let him out to make the movies for Kim Jong-il. And then Kim Jong-il acted like, oh, that was their fault. It wasn't mine. And of course, he does that. A lot of dictators do that shit. But uh, they worked and made several films together in North Korea. Uh, it was very fascinating because apparently there are people in South Korea who still don't think that he that he was kidnapped and, and, and forced to do this shit for them. They think he voluntarily oh, wow. went. Because... The way it was is he had been big in South Korea in like the 60s, and then they just stopped funding anything of his. They made it the way he couldn't even make movies for a while because South Korea has not been democratic, really. Uh, there's a lot of uh, dictatorship shit going on there, too. They're just not communist, so they're okay. That's uh, sarcasm, by the way. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, he couldn't get the funding, and he couldn't do what he wanted to do there. But in North Korea, once he convinced Kim Jong-il that he was under his influence and all that, he uh, Kim Jong-il told him, money's not an issue. So he let him do whatever he wanted to do. You know, as long as it fell within the confines of that. But Kim Jong-il also, surprisingly, gave him, you know, told him he didn't have to do stuff that really... Um, celebrated the party or towed the party line. He could do other things, which was unheard of, which gave him a lot more freedom. And he did that. Um, that's where you have North Korea's, North Korea's only giant monster movie, Pogasari, which I have on VHS somewhere. That came out on VHS in America finally in 1998. And, but it's not been put on DVD. Uh, it's a fascinating story, man. It really is. Because they were held captive for a long time before they finally, you know, uh, managed to make it out of there. And this poor oh, dude, wow. people still thought he had, uh, he had gone there voluntarily when he didn't. I don't believe he did because he recorded a lot of it. He, he has the only known recordings of the voice of Kim Jong-il, at least at that time. You know, they went to the U.S. Embassy and, uh, 
a European country. I think Hungary or something like that. Uh, maybe it wasn't there. It was one of the European countries. They went there and gave him all these tapes that he recorded. He had the only known recording of Kim Jong-il's voice that the West had ever heard. And it incriminated Kim Jong-il saying that he had fucking done this shit, kidnapped him and all that crap. Right. So that was enough proof right there. But, of course, there's some buttholes over there who don't who don't believe that because they're buttholes. Uh, but this poor director died in 2006, so he wasn't actually interviewed for this documentary. The, the woman, the actress, she is, which is very interesting. It's a really interesting documentary just to show the weirdness of the relationship between the Koreas. He's a weird dude, man. That's for damn sure. Yeah. You know, he, of course, he's dead, but uh, his son's weird, too. I mean, they just said that, you know, I don't know if you saw that in the news a few weeks ago. His brother was assassinated. Oh, wow, no. He, I don't know who he had his brother assassinated. He's a fat pun. Uh, his brother was the one who fell out of favor for sneaking out of Korea to go to Tokyo Disney World or Disneyland. Oh, wow. He didn't want anything to do with that. He just wanted to enjoy life. And they had a cure. Uh, so he's just a fat cunt, as far as I'm concerned. Kim Jong Fuck or whatever his name is. So now I'm probably going to die. Yeah, he's worse than his father. He's just fat. He's a fat, jailed motherfucker. Uh, yeah. If he respected his people or anybody else, I wouldn't have a problem with him, but he's just going to keep carrying on that dog shit that his father and his grandfather carried on. His grandfather acted like he's just one of single-handedly won the war. His grandfather won the shit. And it's, it's the weirdest part about that documentary is watching the footage of the funerals of Kim Il-sung and Kim Jong-il. Where the people are flipping the fuck out, crying and shit over when the funeral procession's going by. Because it turned out that they were actually arresting people who were not appropriately expressing their grief. Huh. Wow. That country is a backwards piece of shit. And I, I really hate it for the poor people that have been brainwashed uh, into licking Kim Jong Il's asshole and Kim Jong Un's, for that matter. That was a nice rant. Sure. I don't, uh, I haven't watched a whole lot, uh, lately. It's basically a lot of, uh, TV type shit. But, uh, I have a, do have a segment here. It's an oldie but a goodie. This is, uh, Stump Dale. Stump Dale, yeah. I don't know if you remember what? this segment. Stump Dale. Stumpdale? Stump. Stump. Oh, Stumpdale. Oh, shit. Yeah, I do remember this. Yep. So I've got some uh, I've got some movies here, and i got some years. Oh, uh, I'm going to give you the movie, and you give me the year that it was released, okay? I'm way too good and drunk for this. Thank you. All right. <laughs> oh, you're good at this shit, man. All right, you ready? Yeah, sure, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Godzilla Final Wars. Huh? 
Godzilla Final Wars. What about him? What year? 2004. That's right. I'm going to give you the movie, you give me the year. Okay. All right, you got that, 2004. Okay, uh, King Kong uh, versus Godzilla. 62. 63 in America, but 62 in Japan. No, 62 is right. Yeah, you're right. All right, King Kong lives. That was 86? Is that right? That's right. That's what I need to watch again, man. All right, Bulletproof with Gary Busey. Oh, God, I think that's 88. That's right. And I Your think that's uh, so 96 or 97. <laughs> Just to throw that in there. <laughs> All right. All right, Boogie Nights. 97. That's right. The Doom Generation. Oh, shit. Fuck you for bringing that piece of shit up, man. God damn. God damn, man. Fuck. Uh, just to enlighten anybody who may still be listening, that is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I hate it. <laughs> I fucking hate it. God, that was either... Oh, fuck, man. You got to be stopped here. That was... Oh, shit. Oh, man. Can you be a hit whether it was the 90s or 2000s? Yeah, it was 90s. Oh, fuck. Well, then that's got to be fucked because I thought it was 2002 generation. Let me just throw it out my ass. 96. 95, 96. Yeah, 95. 95, okay. All right, the deer Fly hunter. Down. The deer hunter? Oh, shit. I haven't even seen that movie. Oh, really? That's 70. Okay. I need to see it. But uh, that's 70. Two or three? It's one of those. Seventy-eight. The Deer Hunter seventy-eight. Yeah. God damn! I was way off on that one. Well, dude, you did great on that because, like, <laughs> I pulled a couple of those out of my ass, and uh, you did great, man. Uh, I didn't realize the Deer Hunter was that way. I guess that would make yeah, sense post Vietnam. Just double check real quick, make sure that I'm right. Well, you likely are. Okay, I like I said, I haven't seen it, so. Yeah, 78. I don't know why I think you'd seen oh. that. Just I guess because Matt likes it so much. But, uh... but yeah, man, you fucking nailed it, dude. That was a great job. Uh, I don't know why I remember dates as well as I do. Yeah. Oh, you were all about it until I got to some crazy shit like uh, the Doom Generation. Goddamn. Well, it's because I hate Doom Generation. Yeah, oh, I know shit. you do. That's why I picked I'm it. I'm going to have to. <laughs> you were five for five before I got there, but I mean, you even got that. So, Let you do. were, let's just say six for seven. You were okay. 99%. Uh, okay. That's weird about Deer Hunter, man. I didn't. I had no idea it was that way. Doom Generation '95. Um, yeah. This thing was free on one of these apps for a while, and now it's not anymore. That's so weird. 
It's a shit movie. It's shit. Fuck. Fuck, I hate Doom Generation. God, that brings <laughs> out like a visceral reaction for me, man. I hate it. Absolutely hate watching that dude jerking off outside the window. So look at the comb off his fingers. Fucking cock. I still remember it so much. I think that's why I hate it. Yeah. God damn, I hate it. Then they all have the oh, long veins and shit. The Rose McGowan's like getting raped by Nazis with yeah. socks on his Oh, heads. yeah. Oh, yeah. Why do I don't remember that much of that shit, man? They kill that, like, convenience store dude, and his head is way in there, like, looking at him and shit. <laughs> dumb, dumb fucking shit. And the dude, the guy directed went on to make something called Fuck or something like that because he thought he was cool, but he wasn't. Yeah. He's probably working at a 7-Eleven now or some shit. Yeah. And go fuck himself. Well, uh, I guess I can go on here with some more news. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead and change the subject from Doom Generation. Well, God you know, we got uh, Logan came out, and everybody seems to, to, oh, to love yeah. that shit. Um, I want to see it. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, let's see. Let's see, I'll go ahead and go with this. Uh, you know, Shin Godzilla took uh, seven Japanese sure Academy Prizes. I did, including Best Picture and I think Best Director. So that's uh, pretty awesome. That is very pleasing to me. Because yeah, it was nominated for 11. Um, that's cool. That's uh, yeah. Uh, now, the first one, the original 1954, was nominated for Best Picture as well. But it lost, I think, to Seventh Samurai. It's a good one to lose oh, to. Wow. Yeah, sure. Same company. And, and the same, like, Takashi Shimura, who was the leader of the Seventh Samurai, was Dr. Yamani in the first Godzilla. So there's a lot of connections there. And the Shiro Honda and Kurosawa were great friends. I think Kurosawa gave a eulogy at Honda's funeral. Oh, wow. So, and, and, and people don't know these connections, but there's, there's neat stuff out there. If you're going to work. Yeah. I just thought it was cool that it uh, did so well. Oh, man. It's... I mean, the movie, like, broke records regarding a Godzilla series. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, the Japanese are loving it. I mean, they've got a limited... Uh, uh, God, what is it? Ride, I guess, for Shin Godzilla and Japan Universal. Right now? Oh, really? Uh, I would love to go to. Right now is when I really need to go to Japan. <laughs> but, uh. Oh, fuck yeah, man. I see that happen, man. I, I, I love Shin Godzilla. I really did. I'm waiting for it to come out. I'm going to here. I'm going ranting about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, uh, that was <laughs> cool that it that it won so many awards. It's a it's a really good movie. But uh, yeah, I mean it's not really like a whole lot of movie news out there other than uh, trailers. You know, there's a Deadpool two teaser out there, which yeah. I haven't watched yet. Um, 
there's of course you know the big you know elephant in the room here is the uh, trailer for for Alien Covenant. Oh man, have you watched that? I'm not gonna watch it. I know what it shows at the end of it, and I don't want to see it because I think that's the end of the movie. Um, I don't remember the end of the trailer. But, uh, it shows a giant-ass alien queen, right? I I didn't see that in the trailer I watched. Or a giant alien, at least. The the, the, the alien from Alien, for the 79 alien, does show up. But that was in the first trailer as well. Um, yeah, I haven't seen that either. Well, uh, that, that that's kind of out there. That's just thrown out there. I don't mean to spoil anything for you. But uh, Scott is making this a very much a frequent alien. What? Yeah. Um, the first trailer to Covenant was kind of interesting. And then this, this latest trailer has kind of hurt my desire to see it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I don't like seeing the the 79 alien doing what it's doing in the trailer. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to write more for you, but let me put it this way. They sent colonists out to this planet with their, their couples, you know, right. to, who can have children, I guess, to uh, colonize the planet, and they make sure to have a gay couple in there. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know how a gay couple is going to colonize a planet. Again, sure. I don't give a shit whether you're gay or not, but you're not going to colonize a planet. Right. That's just simple fucking physics and science and all sorts of overwhelming, overwhelming facts <laughs> thrown in there saying you're not going to colonize a planet. You know, regarding oh. multiplying. Uh, but if you're just going to build a hut out of and have fantastic gay sex in it and knock yourself out. Sure. Which I, I guess is what's going to be having, happening at Covenant. You're going to have an alien running around and then, you know, tops and bottoms everywhere. <laughs> tops and bottoms? Just tops and bottoms, yeah. I don't know, man. I just, I don't know what to think of it. I really don't know what to think of it. Uh, I like Ridley Scott, even though not everything he's done has been great. Um, but I tend to like him more than I don't. And uh, I don't know what he's doing with this. I thought Alien was his baby, and I think this Alien Covenant has kind of made him say, fuck it, to the, uh uh, the alien movie that uh, the, the guy did District 9 was going to do. Oh, yeah, Neil Blomkamp? Yeah. I'd much rather see what he would do. Yeah, man, I don't, I, I don't know, man. Like, uh, <laughs> it's kind of fucked up because he was what doing, you, you know, his, his deal with, uh, you know, Prometheus. Yeah. And he was going to let Blomkamp do this, and then now Blomkamp, or wait, no, Shane Black is doing Predators, or the new Predator movie. Yeah, yeah, he's doing that. So, 
we don't know really what's up. No, they're still man. Kind of and, the, they're still in the casting process of that, so. Yeah, they put a little kid in there, and Olivia Munn, I think, is in there, and all sorts of weirdness. I don't know what but, to think of the Predators. Uh, this new predator hey, I'll be honest movie. with you, man. I got more faith in Shane Black than I do in Ridley Scott. I, I have to say the same thing, man. I tend to enjoy Shane Black stuff quite a bit. Did you ever watch that movie I was telling you about? The Nice Guys? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I watched that. Uh, yeah, what you think? I enjoyed it. Uh, it took uh, Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, who are two actors that I'm kind of indifferent about, and right. I enjoyed them in it just fine. Good. Uh, well, I, I mean, the guy is solid. You know, he's a solid filmmaker. You know, is my point. Like, what's what's Ridley Scott done in the past? You know, two decades. It's been worth the fuck, you know? Black Hawk Down. What was that, 2001, though? I mean... Yeah, I think that was 2001. I enjoyed that. I did not enjoy Change of a Pepper. I did not either. Uh, uh, or any of the other like weird shit he did like that. Um, I can't even think of it right off, but... I mean, I was okay with Prometheus. Unlike a lot of other people... I was okay with separating myself from the alien universe and taking on Prometheus by itself. You know? I was okay with that. Unlike, like, 99% of other filmgoers. The problem with that is that at the end of Prometheus, he makes it blatantly obvious that it is a prequel to Alien. And then when you do that, you fuck it all up. Right. The ending of Prometheus is what ruined it. I mean, it looked like shit. Having a gigantic goddamn face hugger and a little piece of shit alien knockoff that looked like a veiny penis in there. And he's going to be in this next one, too, apparently. Just thrashing around and shoving his fucking veiny face and everything. Well, and the, the alien, I mean, the, uh, the abortion machine. That was awesome. That's, that's, uh, that, was, that was a great machine, and I'm glad somebody came up with something that would be. I've said we need those at every Walmart. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> what, can you imagine how many times that would be used? I mean, you put like a dollar fifty and quarters in it, and just lay there, and it disembowels you and rips that fetus out. Go on, Mama. Huh. Take a deep breath, Mama. Yeah, take that dick, Mama. <laughs> Taking that dick is your problem, Mama. <laughs> oh goddamn! Uh, All right. Um. No, but I mean, you know, obviously, like that didn't work. You know, the Prometheus formula didn't work because it didn't make money. So okay, so fuck that. I'm going back to aliens now. I'm going to use the original title here. And fuck anybody that was on, you know, that was already set to go with a storyline. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, man. It's it's things that are very sacred to me, though, you know? 
and I don't yeah. I don't like them being taken for granted, you know. Um but yeah. I really felt like uh somebody like Neil Blomkamp could have gone in the right direction with that series. Um I mean I'll definitely yeah. watch the next whatever the fuck Ridley Scott decides to do, I'll I'll watch it. But uh I'm not gonna be that, you know, gung ho about it until I see it. So Yeah, man. I I just I don't have high hopes after this uh Exactly. Trailer. I mean I haven't seen the trailer. Because I'm I'm done with trailers, like pretty you know, pretty much like <laughs> <laughs> if I watch a trailer for something, you know it's something I don't give a shit about. Like, that's a good way of determining how much I care about stuff, because, like, I saw the trailer for Colossus, you know, that awful, like, fucking, uh, yeah. Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway giant monster yeah. movie. <clears throat> I'm, I'm done with trailers. I'm done with them. They show too much. And they spoil too I'm much prob- for me. Like, the thing about Colossal, giant monsters are my thing. If there's anything you can say that is the core of what I enjoy, it's giant monsters. Right. I have no desire to see Colossal at all. None. Right. Me either. Um, so, uh, but I have to say, I guess to go ahead and segue into Colm Skull Island, uh, I'm really looking forward to it because it's getting some pretty good reviews out there. Oh yeah, man, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Uh, I love that they said it in the seventies. I think that's awesome that they did that. That is great cool. cast. Yeah. So, uh, and it's gonna have a teaser for Godzilla Two on it. Oh wow! It's being cast right now. Does this start next Friday? March the 10th, I think. That's got I guess to be it next Friday. Yeah. yeah, that is next Friday. Damn, that is, isn't it? Dude, so, okay, what you and I need to do, because uh, I'm going to come home for a few days uh, for spring break, we need to go see Kong Show. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Cool. We'll do that. I know Steve wants to see it, too, but I don't. We'll see. We'll see. Shit. I just want to fucking see man. it, man. Yeah. Let's all go see. Uh, Let's get a huge group of people. Get mad. That'll be fun. Uh, yeah, I think so too, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but uh, it'd be great to see what they do with Cole. Yeah, I don't mind that there's not really dinosaurs on there. I like there's cool, weird beasties on there, and that's whatever. You know, it's always yeah. a cool story. I'm good with it. Kong Skull Island, I'm pretty confident, will be a decent movie. I mean, I have seen the, the trailer for that, which didn't give much away. I mean, it was like what a trailer should be, you know? Yeah, it shows enough to get you, you know, be like, oh, man, it looks kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. in there, Sam Jackson, Tom Hiddleston. Well, and, it's and like, hold back. Hold back the action, man. Hold back the good shit. Hold back what's going to make me want to put my butt in the seat, you know? Exactly. But, I don't know. I don't get that, but... I, I mean, the only thing I can say is I guess people are too stupid to be able to 
I mean, use their imagination. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's like, I mean, they think, think of some that, of the best like, trailers. Like, see, the, I think of some of the best teaser trailers you've ever seen. Like, I mean, they're, they're so great. Like, I mean, they, they show, like, nothing. Yet they make you so intrigued of the movie, you know? Like Jurassic Park. Uh, I remember seeing that, and it did not ruin anything for me at all. You show me there were dinosaurs in it, and they get loose, and that's all I needed to know. Exactly. And that's, that's all a trailer needs to be. You know, but nowadays, if they had a Jurassic Park trailer, it would show the entire goddamn ending. Yeah, yeah. Like, like shot for shot. I mean, the ending of the movie. What the fuck? Dude, a lot of them do that, and it's really annoying that so many of them do that. And you can tell now, like, oh, God, that's the very last scene of the movie. Yep. That's what I was afraid of in Alien. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember a whole lot of the trailer. I do remember the Alien being retarded in it. I don't know. Maybe that's the end of it. I don't fucking know. My neighbors are still on. That's weird. It's three thirty in the morning. They're still on. Whatever. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go to hell. Go to hell. Yeah, I'll do that. We're talking hey. about the important shit here. I'm having an important. I hope he's smashing shit on the ceiling of my apartment. I'm trying to get my attention. I'm just going to start dropping loud. down on the ground. I can't be. But I start dropping like Chris Farley on Saturday Night Live. All 300 <laughs> pounds of my fat ass smashing on the floor. Oh, man. Um, no, I'm looking forward to that a lot. I don't even know when War from the Planet of the Apes comes out, though. I want to see that, too. It's got to be soon. I mean, maybe it's summer, like June, maybe? Maybe. Hmm. Let me look here. If I can, I don't know what's going on with the internet here. What? I got to tell you, man, like that that, uh, new uh, Planet of the Apes stuff, that's like some... Some life-altering shit for me. Oh, I'm loving it. Some, I'm loving the same That's some, age, some so. great, great movies. I'm so I mean, that's glad. That's like my favorite movies of the past decade, you know? They're awesome. Um... um I don't know, man. I've enjoyed the hell out of them. Uh, they seem to be faithful to the idea of the original series while doing the whole thing, which is the way a reboot should be. Right. Exactly. That's exactly what a reboot should be. I mean, they 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 nailed it. It's not stealing. It's paying homage no. to. Yeah. Again, while doing its its own thing. Exactly. Like, uh, exactly. War for the Planet of the Apes, I don't expect it to be like Battle for the Planet of the Apes at all. It shouldn't be. You know, but then the last one wasn't like uh Conquest. Or any of these these other two were anything like Conquest really. 
Now, Caesar is a character from Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, right? Which is my favorite of the original series. Because right. it's so nihilistic, you know? They get loose, and his speech at the end, man, oh, man, Roddy McDowell was awesome as, as Caesar. Great character. Uh, I need, I that's what I need the, to do. I need to watch all the originals. And then the original, you know, two recent films before the the new one. Compare them. Yeah, I I've, I've seen them all. And Planet for me, if you care for my rating, uh, Planet is really good uh, for me personally. Beneath the shit, I hate Beneath the Planet of the Apes completely. Oh really? But then you have Escape, which is pretty good. Conquest is the best one of, of them to me. I just I don't know why I love it as much as I do. It's great because you see the apes actually take over. The beginnings of the takeover yeah. of Earth is really cool. And uh, depending on whether you watch the theatrical version or the original director's cut, you get Roddy McDowell doing his whole speech as Caesar at the end of it. And it either ends with the apes deciding to show mercy or not. And the, the original cut, they don't. They're like, fuck it, fuck everybody. We're, we're the kings now of this earth under Caesar. That is badass. I love it. Just fire everywhere and everything. The, the complex is on fire. The fascist assholes who have been using them as slaves are being subjugated and killed. It's great stuff. And But it was almost too dark, I guess, for most people at the time because they, then they made Escape, which is a little more of an adventure film. Uh, There's darkness in there, too. But uh, it's it's not as good. I like it fine, but it's Escape to me plays more like a seventies like TV show. Conquest is where it's at to me. I, I just I love Conquest. But you have to get the Blu-ray of it and watch the director's cut. The DVD doesn't even have that. I didn't realize I think that. I have it. I sold my, DVD, my Blu-ray. I need to buy the Blu-ray again. I think yeah, I check it out. It gives you the option of all of It's awesome. Uh, oh, July 14th is when war comes out. So we still have a little while. I mean, I'm going to tell you, man, like, that shit, like, both both movies, like, make me cry. Like, they're, they're so good. They really are. Uh, you really feel for the apes in it. <laughs> That's the shitty thing about it. Yeah, you root for the apes. Yeah. You know, even in the second one, you know, when Copa does what he does, you do feel for him. You understand why yeah. he does what yeah. he does. Exactly. But, you know, uh, Caesar is the moderator, and he's going to stick with that. You get irritated with him at times, but at the end you realize that the world is not just apes. If it was just apes, Copa's idea would be better. But it's not just safe. So Caesar has to be there. Or uh, and when, when well, Cobra, they're, they're you know polar polar opposites as far as their opinions of humans. They are. They really are. You know. And that's what's so interesting about their relationship, man. Uh, when Cobra betrays him, it it really does hit. Oh you. yeah, well, it's very. That's when yeah. you turn against Cobra. When you yeah. realize he's going too far. But again, 
Honestly, man, what I find interesting is that they have Caesar, who's a chimpanzee, chimpanzees being known for their violent behavior. He's the one who's more level-headed. Cobra's a bonobo. Bonobos right. are not known for, for being violent at all. Right. And yet he's, a, he's, he's, he's an asshole. But again, you understand why he is. Because of his mistreatment. Yeah. Um, no, those movies are great. It, it's really cool that it's making the apes out to be very human. And uh, I guess because it would be the natural progression of the ape into humanness. So when they became intelligent, they started to develop more human traits. Even the aggression, you know, and the hate. So I wonder where war is going to go well, with this. I mean, I just, it's so bizarre that the the war, the the violence is the human aspect. Yet, I mean, look at, you know, uh, chimpanzees in the wild, like, they're they're cannibals, you know. They're they eat their own young. Yeah. They they <laughs> they're violent as fuck. That is what's so disheartening, learning that they share so much with us genetically. Yeah, and I mean it just shows us how we are. Human beings are violent. We even even humans who are not violent have violent thoughts. At least it's right. in there. Some of us right. can hold it back more than others. Right. Uh, but a, a chimpanzee who's just having a bad day, sees a face and a pair of hands, is going to remove that face and a pair of hands. Right. right. Uh, well. I would never there. trust a chimpanzee. You know, it's there regardless of your, uh, you know, ability to control yourself. You know, the uh, yeah. the, the violence is there. It's hardwired in us. And there's a lot right. of people who don't like to acknowledge that. But the sad fact is, is that things like fighting and war are human nature. That is ingrained in mm-hmm. us. It's who we are as a species. You know, the people who act like it isn't are moving in a fantasy world. You know, what, what made that so evident to me was uh, when, you know, Hurricane Katrina hit, and, you know, we were like, you know, 24 hours in and people were fighting over, you know, coolers of water already. Like death, fighting yeah. death over, you know, things that really weren't that important, you know. Like a woman shot her brother over ice here in Hattiesburg after Katrina. Yeah, ice. Ice, exactly. Yeah, ice. You don't need ice. It's no. nice to have, but you don't need it. Right, you don't need ice. You need water. You need food. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's ingrained in us, and and instead of acting, that's that's my problem with the way people are now, man. So many people like to act like, oh, that's not fair. They like to ignore it or be like, we're better than that. So like, no, we're really not. Right. But no. you know how we yeah. get better than that is we address that fact. We own it. Who we are and what we are and try not to give in to it. That's the only way we'll get better. But if you sit down and act like we don't have those tendencies, you're naive and you're contributing to the problem worse than the people who are honest about it. Right. Because you have the you have the the you have the uh, the urge in your mind to change it. 
But, I mean, you're not going to do shit if you're acting like it's not there. You know, all of us, we get pissed off at each other. If somebody wrongs you, you want to do something horrible to them, get revenge on them. Whether you do it or not is a different thing. You know, I've certainly thought of horrible things, but I haven't acted on them. You know, but it's there. Right. It's still there. My wizard brain, I guess you could call it, is my yeah. desire to inflict harm on those who harm me. And there are horrible things I've thought about doing, but I don't do them because it's not right to do. I have a good moral compass, I guess you could call it. But I'm not going to sit there and lie to you and say I don't have those thoughts, because I certainly do. If you don't have those thoughts and don't do a bad thing in your life, you really haven't done anything in your life. If you have those thoughts and you fight them and never give in to them in your life, you've done good things in your life. Uh, And that's what's so interesting about Planet of the Age. It gets me thinking about stuff like that. You know, these are chips. You know, Caesar's better than most people, you know, out there. Exactly. I mean, you're, you know, I mean, you're admitting to it, you know. Dude, I'm a human being. I have my faults. I certainly do. But I don't act on a lot of my darker impulses. You know, I think that's why I'm so interested in serial killers and stuff, because they give in to that shit in a heartbeat. And I won't do it. You know, it's, it's a darker part of the human psyche that I will not delve into because I, I just, I like people too much, I guess, for my own good. Even though people are, tend to, they tend to be buttholes. I like being around them. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, we need to be more honest about that. We need to realize yeah. we are a warlike species. Only then can you address that. Right. Again, uh, you know, the sugarcoat it. No, you cannot because you can't sugarcoat reality. Right. It simply is what it is. You don't matter to reality or time. You'll die and time will go on. Um... I didn't mean to get into, like, some existential stuff over Planet of the Apes. Oh, man. I'm lost. <laughs> uh, shit. No, but uh, we did want to talk about uh, Brian James. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, to, let's get into him. Yeah, we're going to try to do a uh, segment where we talk about our favorite uh, character actors. And uh, Brian James is who we came up with for today, who has done so much stuff. Oh man, that we're you know we're big fans of you know Tango and Cash. You know where the hell can we stop here? Oh man, I'm gonna go down the list here of stuff he's in that I know of. Fifth Element, Cabin Boy. Oh, I didn't realize oh, he was in that. Uh, Brain Smasher, a love story, which is, I think, the only other Andrew Dice Clay movie out there. Oh, yeah. He's in Future Shot with Bill Paxton. Uh, He was apparently in Tales from the Crypt. He was in both 48 Hours movies. 
He was yeah, a red four fan with Dolph Lundgren. Tango and Cash, I think you mentioned that. Steel Dawn, which is something I need to see. That's with Patrick Swayze. It had be mine. I didn't know he was in that. He yeah, had a cameo in, uh, in Red Heat, which I watched recently. Blade Runner. Can't forget that. Oh, man. It was in a lot uh, of stuff. Striking Distance? Yeah, 1993. I'm seeing that right here. Oh, and Bruce Willis? Yep. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Dennis Brain is in this, too. Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay, I've seen some of this now. I remember this. Oh, uh, yeah. Probably, yeah. More of this was available. Yeah, I remember this on TV. I just saw in a scene where Bruce Willis is fucking Sarah Jessica Parker. And, uh, oh, yeah. That was, uh, that's all I needed to see. I got my nut out. That was done. <sighs> sure. <laughs> uh, Did you uh, say Red Scorpion? Yes. With Dolph Lundgren. The Horror Show, which is also known as House 3. With uh, uh, Lance Henderson. Oh, not a great character actor. We'll have to do a show on him. Exactly. Thank you, Matt. You mentioned that. Uh, another 48 hours. Yep. It was also the uh, the voice in uh, the animated series of Batman. Really? Did it say who he was? No, it just says... Uh, He's got quite a few listed here, but just like additional voices. So uh, uh, nobody in particular. That's a series we need to do a show on. That show has oh, so totally, many man. great uh, voices in there. And even my brother was telling me the other day, I've been going back and watching it. He never goes back and watches this stuff. But he does that with Batman the Animated Series. That's how good it is. It's a great, great show, and I've been watching it too. Oh, yeah. It holds up after 25 years. It does. It That's when it debuted, man. 1992. Wow. God damn. Fuck, I hate getting old, man. <laughs> uh, Nightmare Noon is something else I'm seeing here with George Kennedy looking drunk as shit. And this is on Amazon Prime. Oh, wow. Bowser, Bo Hopkins. Well, I guess I'll be playing that right now. See how this is. Yeah, Wings is great. Oh, it's on Rift Tracks. Oh, well, I'll go ahead and play it. <clears throat> Rift Tracks has so much shit on here. I do. Well, he was on uh, the fifth element. No, man, Brian James is that kind of guy. You know, you see that character right there. You recognize it, but you never can place his name. Right. But you're glad he's right. there. Uh, you can say that about a lot of people. Oh, he starts oh, shit. to up, man. That was that huge dude in fucking Dango and Cash. That's who that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's who you always start out with. Yep. You know, something like Dango that. Dango and Cash had a lot of great people in it, too, man. Oh, it did. Besides, but I mean, what, this guy is, is, has a great, you know, uh, list of, of stuff he's been in. 
Oh man, like uh, like just staying on cash, man. You look at the uh, court Ross on Sylvester Stallone, but you also have uh, uh, him, Brian James, Robert Zadar, and uh, Jack Palance sniffing rats. Oh yeah. <laughs> We we could do a show on Jack Balance too. Oh yeah, he's on the list for sure. Awesome, awesome. I love him. I love that he was too. like ninety years old doing push-ups at the Oscars. <laughs> he's great. I, I watched the movie. Uh, I know we're doing a Brian James thing, but I watched uh, Django Kill, which is one of the unofficial Django singles. The Italian movie yeah. with uh, Jack Balance. He's like the leader of a gang of homosexuals. Western oh, homosexuals, wow. cowboys. It's really wild. <laughs> Hans Zimmer did music to this. I've already forgotten what I'm watching. Nightmare Noon. Hans Zimmer did music to this. That's weird. You said they're, they're homosexual cowboy albinos? I don't I don't think. I may have accidentally said that, but no. <laughs> that makes it so much cooler. <laughs> the white, if that makes any difference, man. Pink, sure. It might as well pink, be. Yeah. Like, they spend a night, like, having a, a party with Django there, and I think it just ends with all of them, like, rimming each other like crazy. Sure. Like, just balls sure. flopping all over their noses and shit, as you do. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're gay. Yeah. Well, it's just funny as shit that they went out of the way to make them gay. Uh, they all wear black, like fascists, because it was some, that rumor that the Italian fascists were always gay. So they put that in there. <laughs> well, you know, let me segue uh, into that. Um, you're right. You know, uh, there's a uh, new Beauty and the Beast movie coming out. Oh shit! Yeah, I don't know if you've heard about that, but uh, oh, I've Josh heard too Gad, much about him. Josh Gad is—he's uh, a fellow that's been in a few movies. He's—he uh, was in Pixels. Fantastic Four. He was in Fantastic Four, but now he's playing like the the teacup or some shit, where he's apparently <laughs> like like super LGBT. And uh, people are upset. Like, Russia is threatening to not air this movie and other things like that, which I don't know anything about it, but that's just what I've heard as far as uh, news goes. This is my problem with the media and what it does. The the director of This Beauty and the Beast is gay. He's the same guy that has pupil. I don't think he did have pupil. Maybe he did. Like, Ian McKellen did it, you know. And, and no, 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 he did a bad pupil. He did a, a Gods and Monsters, you know, by James Whale, the director of Frankenstein, with, with oh, Ian yeah. McKellen. Yeah. Uh, so they're both gay in there. And he put this little thing in there where apparently this character is, he has a hard R for Gaston, you know, which is the villain of the piece. But it's nothing huge. Is, but what I've read is something like like he's like <sighs> sneaking up on him in his sleep and sucking his dick or some shit like right, that. Right, right. It's just a little thing. 
and people are flipping the fuck out about it. Like a theater in Alabama said, we're not showing this because it goes against the Lord. Like, you fuckers, you show a lot of shit that goes against the Lord. You can eat dicks. This is ridiculous. I mean, I I get that, man. If If it's like, I don't know how blatant it is, you know, like, like, you don't want it to be either time. way, you know? You don't want it to be either way too blatant, you know? You know, I, I don't... I, just, I think I just the media is like exporting it. I don't like to be manipulated, you know? I don't either. I don't know... Like, I don't know what the situation is. I just know it's out there. If it's nothing that, really big... And I get the impression that it's really not anything big because it's Disney. Uh, and I don't know how much. I don't think they would allow a whole lot big at this point. Uh, I think the media and people are just flipping out. This is again. This is the media manipulating people to act like idiots and and go right to their baser natures. You know, he may he may want to eat Gaston's asshole. I don't give a fuck. What does it have to do with the story? It has nothing to do with beauty or the beast. It's just this dude who wants to lick the villain's butt. That's it. I, I just, I'm getting tired of this shit. I heard about it on MPB radio. I had my radio on in the car, and then started talking about Beauty and the Beast as this new, it's groundbreaking well, gay character. It's like, go yeah, fuck yourself. I don't either, it's not groundbreaking. I want you it. I want you hire a, a gay filmmaker to make uh, a film for you who's I mean, made gay films in the past. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't really it's care. It's not going to make something uh, overtly gay. I don't it, either. It, it seems gonna... overtly gay for, to me, but, you know, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. It's it's them just blowing up over nothing. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I, I truly believe that's what it is, man. It's the media just throwing that out there and knowing that people are going to flip out about it. It's dumb fucking shit. Um, I turned the MPB off. I'm tired of that shit. I'm tired of these people just manipulating the way I feel about anything. I don't give a fuck if he's gay. I don't give two fucks. It's only an issue yeah, when you make it an issue. Right. Yeah, um, I agree with um, that. But sad now. But you it's when you go out, out of your way to, to make things a certain way. Yeah. Well, do it just to get a rise out of people. Not everybody is, is accepting of a gay lifestyle. They may not sit there and kill you because you're gay, but they're not going to accept you in their homes. There's a difference there, and you should not force them to do that. I think that's just as wrong as them fucking with you because you're gay. They should just be like, okay, he's gay if I don't have a... If I have a problem with it, I'm just going to leave him the fuck alone, and that's it. Yeah. Don't force people to love this stuff. Force people to, uh, or don't force people to do anything. Well, they're, just, they're forcing know. people to tolerate it, and I mean, yeah. that's that's one thing. But I think tolerating uh, with acceptance is another. I don't care, man. If if some like honestly, man, if. Uh, I think the guy who lives below me is gay. I don't care. If he's out yeah. there and somebody's fucking with him because he's gay, I'm going to go out there and stop that shit. You sure, know why? Sure, I agree it's with you, It's not because man. he's gay. I agree it's with not you. because 
it's, it's because it's the right thing to fucking do because of the human being right. being shit on because of just who he is. Yeah. Goddamn, just people need to start doing the right goddamn things and stop being told that you need to like this and not like this. Yeah. It's it's disheartening. It really is. And I know Brian James will be very appreciative that we've taken this time in these few minutes we were going to give to him to talk about <laughs> about tolerating gayness. Oh, dude. I'm sure Brian James would totally appreciate that. I just I just hate this, man. I just, I, I like being around people. I don't care. If, if you're transgender, if you identify as a woman, but you have a penis, fine. You're a person. That's all I give a shit about. Be good to somebody else. That's all that should matter. Be good to others. And make sure people are good to you. And that's it. Just take that. All right, dick. I just, I just, yeah, and take that dick. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Take that dick. We need to make T-shirts, two peas on a pod, take that dick, and grab a titty or catch a titty. I think that'd be great. Take that dick and catch a titty. Find a titty, catch a titty. <laughs> or, or, or catch a dick and take that titty, whatever. Whatever is for... We'll, we'll do gender <laughs> Whatever works for you. Yeah, we'll ask them what they prefer. <laughs> we'll have to find the language they speak. Uh, you speak uh, Vietnamese very well because they love us there. That's so weird, man. Let's take that dick of Vietnamese. I have to ask my sister-in-law, but I don't know if I want to ask her that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe in a better context. Brian James looks like a zombie in this movie. He's like got pasty white skin and pasty white hair and sunglasses. Chris Farley. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. That's a rift track ship. What the hell is he? He's getting AIDS right here. I guess he's already got AIDS at this point. Well, he was in the fifth element. 97. When did he die? Was it 99? Uh, yep. 99. Had a, a heart attack. Heart attack. I wonder. I wonder what induced that. He was only, I think. I think I just read fifty-four years old. Yeah, he was pretty young, man. He didn't look like he was in bad shape. No, just a heart attack. Uh, hit him pretty hard. That sucks, man. He was doing some of his. Uh, his animated uh, voice work for uh, Superman 64. Hmm. Well, that sucks. Well, it's just like Bill Paxton dying as young as he did, man. But you know they both had great roles still left in them. And Bill Paxton could have directed something else where his frailty was, was great. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, Frailty was amazing. I didn't know what to expect. I actually watched that in theaters when it was out. Yeah. And I didn't yeah, know what too. to think of it. And I was very, very pleasantly surprised by it. It was a really... He, he was really good at getting the atmosphere of it. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I'm trying to find a movie to just have playing in the background. Yeah. Sorry, I'm watching uh, fucking Tokyo Gore Police, so I'm totally captivated. Is that an anime? No. Oh. That's live action. Uh-huh. Might as well be anime, though. Damn near gory enough to be. Well, that's the thing about that Japanese stuff, man. You can interchange a lot of it with live action to animated stuff. Yeah. You do a lot more animated movies on scripts that you would only see in live action anywhere else. Pretty interesting. Right. Guess I'll put a Judge Dredd. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, Tango Cash is no longer available. For free, nor is Cobra, or even over the top, which was until recently. So I put in Judge Strand. I could put in a DVD, but I'm too fan lazy. Yep, I agree with that. I totally agree. Uh, but no, again, Brian James. Uh, he was great in uh, Blade Runner. Um, oh, yeah. You know, of course, he was a replicant. He was really cool in that. Of course, everybody was cool in that. Harrison Ford is probably the weakest week in Blade Runner, and I, I thought it was fine in it. Um, but if you ask me, uh, Rucker Howard still was a show. And Sean Young is, as always, gorgeous in that. Oh, uh, you, you talk about my type, it's that kind of brunette, Sean Young, <laughs> early 80s Sean Young, from that and like, she was a baby, Secret of the Lost Legend. Uh, mm-hmm. Even in Ace Ventura with the balls, sure, I hit that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who she was at the time. Uh, where she ends up digging balls at the end. Oh, wow. But, um, you know, she was Einhorn, Ira Einhorn, I guess. Kind of sex change. Anyway, uh, Brian James was awesome in that. He really was. Uh, he's just some malicious shit, you know, when you see, not necessarily in, uh, he's the first replicant you see in Blade Runner. Because he's the one being kind of uh, interviewed. Or, but, uh, you know, you see him in Tango on Cash. He's just a shit. And he's great at playing shit. Right. And he had that cameo. I just watched Red Heat, but he was in that briefly. So that was cool to see him in that. Yeah, I think Tango McCash is probably the main thing I remember. That may be the biggest thing, man. Well, besides Blade Runner, like, 
Penguin Cash yeah, is easily yeah. the biggest movie I think Robert Zadar ever did. Yeah. I mean, it was such a, a towering dude, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, we uh, plan on doing these character actors, kind of a spotlight on a different character actor every week. There's so many Because we're a big there. fan. Yeah, we're a big fan of these guys. They, they, you know, they work real hard. Guys and girls work real hard. You know, uh, really, you know, make the the lead look better. You know. So sometimes they make the movie, man. Like, yeah, that's true. You know, a lot of these big name actors will come and go. You know, yeah. some of them stick around for a long time. Like, say, Clint Eastwood, he comes in, and he's still around. But then you have Sam mm-hmm. Worthington, who really isn't. That tends to be yeah. more often the case. But you have these character actors who tend to stick around a lot longer because they don't have that that pressure. You know, yeah. like, like uh, what is it, uh, Jeffrey, uh, or Jeffrey Lewis, you know, who was in a lot of stuff from the, I would say, the 70s. Up until the prior two thousands, who's you know he he was he was awesome. He was in Tango on Cash, but he was also in like Five Point Stripper and uh, Jeffrey Jones. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Jones is something to me that (laughs) thank you for bringing up Pop because he's on the list for sure. He. I love seeing him as an actor, but it's a shame that he did what he did. You know, I don't know that he did more than what he did. You know, he was called taking pictures, but I don't know if, it, if he did more. But I'm not going to excuse yeah. him for that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I hate that because he was one of my favorite character actors, you know. He was in, yeah. like, Beetlejuice. Uh, you know, of course, Howard the Duck. I can't finish that at uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which I'm not going to finish. Yeah. Uh, and then Ravenous. You know, he's in Ravenous and Deadwood. He's great at those. Um, I, 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 I just, it's, it's one of those things I can easily say, yeah, I just separate the uh, actor from their personal life. But it's hard to do it sometimes. And that's what Jeffrey Jones is for me. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I just wanted to kind of uh, talk about his, you know, career. And, uh, you know, I think we both kind of enjoyed his performances and, you know, a lot of different things. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, you know, kind of trying to do this every week or every, you know, two weeks. We kind of trying yeah, at least to bring show him. you. Yeah. Sure, I appreciate it for uh, you know, different actors. Bring these people to the attention of those who may not know. Uh, sure. You know, that's, that, yeah, there's great character actors out there, man. Sure. Well, uh, we'll, we'll uh, see you next time. And uh, as always, you can check us out on Twitter at Two Peas on a Pod. Give us any kind of recommendations or, uh, 
you know, stuff you like us to review, check out, whatever. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Are you drowning yourself? Well, I'm taking a piss, so I guess I can. Uh, <laughs> we can edit this part out. No, that's why I'm not no, talking. I just say that. <laughs> I can hear the door going for a second. It was just. Well, I, I guess I could have. I just. I got kind of hypnotized by that sound of the pool washer. I was wondering, where the fuck is that going to stop? <laughs> Man, I, I don't know why you could hear that. I had it fucking muffled like a motherfucker. Oh, well. You might as well have had it in a bowl. Just put it in a bowl. <sighs> to, uh, the, to the editing bay. I will go. <laughs> uh, but, uh, let's see. Well, I'll go and pick uh, it up. Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, don't throw a magazine. Uh...